everybody. Hello, how are you? Welcome to Lucky Parachute. Yay, Lucky Parachute podcast. Friday, June the 10th, 2022. There you go. How is everybody going tonight? I'm going good. Are we? Yep. Awesome. I'm going good as well. I hope everyone else as well as well. (laughs) Um, 160 days into the year. There you go. You're still counting? Mm. Oh. 205 days left. That's exciting. It is, man. Are you going to count down daily or just Mm. weekly? Well, no, daily. You're counting down daily? Yeah. Have you got like one of those huge like um, walls in your house where you've got scratch marks? No. Oh. No, they have them in prison mainly, don't they? Where you scratch the uh, I've got one at home. Roman numerals into the wall. Yeah, <laughs> every day just get your pickaxe. Well, I've been out. there for three years, so the third wall now is getting like scratched. The other two are full. <laughs> don't tell the landlord. Well, you know, <laughs> probably just did. Right. So today it is also it's iced tea day. Iced tea day. Yep. So in honour of iced tea day, I'm having an iced coffee. That's um. That's, that's, okay, mm-hmm. cool, that kind of works. It's also a ballpoint pen day. Oh, there you go, luckily I'm rocking my ballpoint pen tonight. Both of us are floating tonight. the flag. I've got a slightly higher class ballpoint pen. I just got a old Bic, the old Bic faithful, mate, stock standard. Bic. I'm running a, uh, what do we got here, Uniball I. There you go, did you know that these big pens um, have enough ink to draw a line for two kilometres? Really? There you go. These ones do about 2.5. You reckon? I reckon they'd do about 500 metres. You reckon? They're thirsty, those things. Ooh. They love a bit of ink spread yeah, out on see, the paper. It's like a, like a big V8, though, but it's fun to use. This is like a little... Runs uh, out of fuel quick. 1.2 litre. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes on a smelly rag. Uh, Black Cow Day as well today. Stop it. Black Cow Day. Now, um, tell me what you think Black Cow Day is. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Who the hell comes up with these days? Just people that want to. Just, just people that want a day. People that would like a day. You know that farmer that's like he's had black cows through all these generations. He's like, no one is respecting my black cows. <laughs> all he does is breed black cows. I need a day. Any other colour comes cows. out, he knocks it. I don't know, man. What does Black Cow Day represent? Black Cow Day is actually a day where they sell it. Where you say it's American, obviously, because it's a root beer float, right? You know that, like pretty much coke and ice cream, I think, or okay. whatever root beer is. I don't even know what root beer is. Um, but you have it with chocolate ice cream instead of vanilla ice cream. Really? That's called a black cow. And today is the black cow day. Wow. And I was refer- straight to the farmer. Yeah. All the black Look cows. At you, Mr. Farm Boy, always thinking mm. about the cows. Mm. But yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, it's also egg roll day. Of course it is. Like a spring roll, kind mm-hmm. of like. I had three for lunch today. Three egg rolls? Uh, spring rolls. Oh. Same sort of thing. Is that like black coffee on black tea day or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Same right. sort of thing. Okay. I didn't even know it was egg roll day. Oh. I found that out this afternoon. But you didn't have any egg rolls? No, I had them at lunch. Spring rolls. Spring rolls. Same fucking thing. Are they? Probably. I don't know. I reckon they're different. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, and in those spring rolls that I had, egg rolls, whatever you want to call them. Spreg rolls. It's herbs and spices day. Oh. I'm pretty sure there were herbs and spices in it. You're pretty sure? You would have just had herbs and spices in your curry too. I did. I had a, um, I thought it was a beef vindaloo, but it was uh, a beef korma. Mm. So there you go. That's what I had for dinner, everybody. Yeah. And that's been Aaron's day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if I um, <clears throat> sound nasally and I cough a bit, but I've got a um, an obstruction of the sinus. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, right. Just a sinus infection. That's that's no Just good. my quarterly sinus infection. Just a quarterly. It's come around again. Yeah. Be like tax time. Yeah, it comes it comes back. around. I don't know. I think it's from getting whacked in the nose. Is it? Probably. I mean, yeah. I had four kids. That's a lot of babies kicking in the face. 
Yeah, well, I suppose. You even have babies for ages, so you wouldn't know about <laughs> getting kicked in the face. Not at all. Um, coming up in tonight's episode, mm, um, yes. I've got a story out of Japan. Ooh. Bit of a mystery, <clears> this one. <throat> okay. It's got quite a, it's quite a funny story. I think it's quite a funny story. Okay. Uh, we'll come back so, to that. So, uh, Konnichiwa? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it, I was asking, is that how you say hello? I think it is. Konnichiwa. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I'm totally Japanese. Come on, man. You see the Japanese no. story, you could all learn how to say hello. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I've got a story as well. Okay. Yep. Is there any hints? Uh, it's a story of an idiot. A story of an idiot? A story of an idiot. Okay. Yeah. That's story good. of an idiot underground. Also, we'll uh, quickly touch base on the competition mm-hmm. that's currently in progress. Yes. Hopefully you guys are uh, getting your entries in. Mm-hmm. It's really easy. Um, we'll go over that later. Yep. And we have a couple of things after all the stories at the very end to discuss. So, uh, keep a listen out. You looked at me like a, like an angry parent then. I did. Like you've got a few things to discuss with me. Yeah. And now you I'm, don't know about now them. Now I'm really nervous. They, that's the idea. So Can it works. Can we pause this and talk about it? Cause I don't want to. No, nah, I like surprises. I like surprises. And mad so anxiety you. right <laughs> now, man. All right. So am I going to crack into my story? Do you want to go first? Yeah. Go for it. I'll go first. All right, no worries. Straight All out right. of the gate, mate. Fantastic. All right, so our story takes place in Abkhazia. 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 Where the hell is that? It's a region of Georgia. Oh. So near Russia. Mm-hmm. Off the side of Russia, Georgia, Abkhazia. It's like a little shoot-off little side. Shoot-off country. Shoot-off country off side the side Side country. There. Yeah, little, side, little country on the side. Just a little one on the side. So yeah. when they were trying to like form the countries... Yeah, they forgot so, about them. Wait, like, you, oh, yeah, you can go over there. We'll just be over here. Yeah, we'll just hang on sure. the sidelines, guys. Yeah. You sort out the big countries. Yeah, definitely. And so, in this region as well, it also holds four of the, all four deepest caves on Earth. Oh, yes, all so, four of all the four deepest of them, caves, deepest caves on Earth. So this is like a pretty high up, healy sort of. Is this area. another guy getting stuck? Oh, story possible. It's possible. You do like bringing them in, I'm, I've noticed. I do. You do like See, getting it really scares stuck. me, and I like to delve like okay. into things. All right, all right. Keep, keep uh, one of which of these caves is called the Velvina Cave. Now, Velvina Cave is the biggest, deepest cave discovered in the world. So this is the one? Yeah. The biggest this is the, hole? This is the Everest of caves, oh. so to speak. Upside down Everest? Yeah, pretty much. Well, not that big. Oh, hang on. Yeah, no, nah, not that big. Everest is like 9Ks though or something. Something like that, yeah. All right, so how big do you reckon the deepest cave discovered in the world is? Like a kilometre? Okay. This cave stretches 2.212 metres. So 2,212 metres. So 2.2 <laughs> kilometres. <laughs> you yeah. just said yeah, 2.21 yeah, yeah, metres. Yeah. Come on, I was but dude, to I'd be that. able to just about stick my head <laughs> out of that. Just <laughs> over yeah, so 2.2 Ks. That's more deep. like it. Yeah, that's pretty deep. deep. That's a deep cave. So the way it's sorted, it, it's also it's two point, uh, it's two thousand two hundred eighty-five meters above sea level is the entrance. Oh, so that's kind of how it pulls it off, because you know what I mean? Yeah, limestone sure. and all that sort of stuff. So you've got to go right out of your way. So you kind of got to climb. Yeah, right out of your way to get all the way up the top of this bloody mountain, and you're like, oh, let's just jump in the mountain. So, so can you go through the bottom? No. No, 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 no. There's one entry, and it's at the top. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, And it's huge. So it's got um, six stages, 
and they can also be used as camps. Is there a boss level at the ground? At the bottom? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty full on. Yeah. So the first 400 metres of the cave are really tight. There's an entrance straight down that you drop down into. You have to rappel down into. And then it's real tight for about 400 metres. There's little wines and all this sort of stuff you've got to get out of. And offshoot tunnels that go off other sorts of ways and all that. So you have to be... It's like a professional caving caving cave. Oh, it's a caving it's a cave. caving cave. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, first found in 1968. Um, and then in the year 2000, it was properly explored where they found the deepest part, which they can get to. It does go deeper, but they haven't been able to go down because it's a very wet cave. About 600 metres down, 800 metres down, it starts getting really wet. There's like waterfalls and all coming in from the mountain, obviously. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, cool. And very cold. And probably pretty dangerous. Very dangerous. Yep. And really cold. So it averages between about four and seven degrees. Mm. so close to freezing in some bits and there's that's cold water everywhere and yeah nasty stuff so yeah there's six camps you can stop down one at 400 meters uh one at 800 meters one at i think the next one was about 1500 meters or something like that and they carry on down there uh, a professional climber would take about eight days to reach the bottom and wow. to get back out again so, so like, four know, day four day down four days four to the bottom days four days out or maybe a little bit longer to get out. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably three to the bottom and five up. We're just, we're just like guessing, but... No, that's it. Probably right. That's it. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a... Uh, yeah, it's not for the faint-hearted. Sure. Anyway. Um, so then we get to a bloke named Sergei Kosif. I almost thought you were going to say Aaron... No, With one it's a not another Aaron. ...from last week's story. <laughs> so we get to Sergei. Sergei Kosiv. Sergei. Yes. Sergei. He is Russian. Kosiv. Yes. Privet Madruk. That's which a... means hello, my friend, in Russian. That's awesome. Okay. I don't know any go. Russian. Well, I do. The only the only thing I know about Russian. I speak Russian now, and that's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to learn. Um, I know what you're saying in quite a few different languages, so that if there's people around me from another oh, country talk. I just know but how, how to do say you know that. if that's what language oh, they're you, already you, talking you can, you can tell you can tell Italian or French or whatever or Chinese or that just learn I know what you're saying in each language and then you can just go say whatever that I know what you're saying they'll go so I reckon they're always talking about me alright so Sergei Kosev a 37 year old Russian man from he lived in Sochi Sochi Sochi, Sochi. I don't know how to say it properly. Sochi, Sochi, maybe. Sochi, Sochi. Yep. Uh, he was a Russian mountaineer. He ran marathons. He was one of these dudes again. Another, another superhuman. Another dude. Well, yeah, superhuman. Yeah. yeah, probably very fit. He was a big dude. Um, so on the first of November, two thousand and twenty. So not that long ago, he decided he was going to take off, um, unbeknownst to his wife and two kids. He decided to just take off, get in his car, and drive three hours to Abkhazia, which is where he was planning on tackling the Veravina Cave by himself, which is not a good idea. No, no, usually when these caving stories with, like, um, solo... Also when he had mountain... He had done caving twice. Twice. In his hometown. That's it. Yes. So he'd done a lot of mountain climbing, stuff like that, but he'd only ever caved twice in his hometown, and he thought he's going to go and take on the deepest cave in the world. Wow. Yeah. So he treks all the way there, not telling anyone. Again, silly thing to do. Uh, hikes all the way to the top, 
chucks his rope on, just drops down into the cave. And just falls into the hole. And- <laughs> yeah. Dead. End of the story. End of the story. <laughs> yeah. So he traverses sort of the first type 400. It's hard, hard going. Gets down to Camp 380, and he stays there for one night, and he has pasta and ketchup. Which is, pasta and ketchup. Yep. So that's he must just have pasta and ketchup because that's all this dude eats the whole time. Really? Yep. Just pasta and ketchup. And he's just got a whole backpack full of pasta. He's sure he's not cooking up his bloody uh, his his ropes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he then gets down to Camp Six Hundred, and he stays at Camp Six Hundred for eight days. Eight days. Eight days. Did he just like the atmosphere in uh, Camp 600? He must have. He'd say, that, yeah, Camp 600 for eight days. So, so he that's got 600 metres under the earth, four or four to seven degrees. You've just taken off from your wife and your kids. You haven't told them where you're going. So he's, he's got down now. I can tell mm. what's happened. He's got down to 600 metres down, right? Mm. And he's gone, you know what? This is it. It's so quiet. This is my new home. I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be. But then, so after eight days and eating pasta and ketchup the whole time. His ropes and ketchup. Which I would have been going nuts. <laughs> he was having a bowl. He um, decided that he was going to drop down more. He's descending further down into the cave. So he gets down to a spot about 1,100 metres down. I'm still quite confused about why he would spend eight days. Yeah, I was perplexed at that as well. Like, so, all right, for example, say let's us go for a hike or a camp, right? Yeah. We've got a destination we want to go to, maybe, I don't know, an awesome lake or something, right? Mm-hmm. It's 40 k's to get there, whatever. Mm. This is actually based on a story that we did when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, So we start on this track. Yeah. We've got so much food. We've got so much distance to travel. We get to the first camp mm-hmm. and we stay for one night. Yeah. Like, this is awesome. Let's keep going. We want to get to that spot. So the next day we go to the, and we make it to the next camp and we're like, you know what? <laughs> Let's stay here for eight days. Yeah, it and, is. And do what? I, I, yeah, <laughs> eat pasta and ketchup. You're in a cave. And think about it too. It's pitch black. Yeah. Like in the photos I was watching of this, like seeing of this cave, it was when it was full of cavers and it was all lit up because they've all got their specky bloody lights on and that. And it looks amazing. It's this big like limestone pillar of just hole of death it's crazy <laughs> um <clears throat> but he was down there by himself in the cold he wouldn't have been using his light much you wouldn't think maybe he had some sort of special light but eight days that's a long time yeah yeah hmm. yeah so something's yep um yeah so he ends up right heading off and going down further he gets to 1100 meters so 1.1 k's underneath the earth which is pretty intense well um, if he's camping yeah but this is where it, is. it starts getting. This is where it starts getting wet. So oh, this is yeah. where it starts getting wet, and he hasn't bought a wetsuit. He hasn't brought. Forgot his board shorts. Yeah, well, he was in. He was in. Um, he was in camo cargo pants, which again probably isn't the best gear to be climbing in. Um, and that was about it. He had just a normal shirt on and stuff like that. Hang on, he had camo pants on. Yeah. So he basically didn't have any pants on. No, he couldn't see him. Exactly. And it was pitch black in the cave, so <laughs> you really couldn't see him. Um, so he started realising that, nah, I can't do this. It's cold. After this long? Yeah. He's wow. a bit thick, old Sergei. It sounds like it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he maybe... Well, just, you know, let's he, not judge. He might have thought he was a little bit more capable than what he actually was. Then he's realised at this moment. (laughs) Yeah, so he's realised he has to turn back. He's got to go back. He can't do it. He's freezing cold. He's soaking wet. He's getting hit by freezing cold water all the time, shivering. He can't do it. So he rigs, he gets back to his rope, 
He puts his, um, what are they called? They were drummers. So I'm pretty sure they're the things they use on the rope where they can go and then clip them and then go and clip them and then climb. And sort of slide, slide your way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't bring stirrups. Oh. Now, if you're doing vertical climbs, you're not going to be able to do it with just by holding with your arms. You have to have stirrups so you can rest with your legs and then pull and push and do all that sort of stuff. So he was completely... Didn't have any of the gear you need. What would you do? What would I do? In that situation. In that situation, I would try and make some sort of stirrup. Yeah. Of some type. But I'm pretty sure the stirrups have a sliding... You can, yeah, make, sli- yeah. you can make sliding knots. Sliding knots, yeah. Well, I would desperately do that. I had thought about that as well. There you go. Um, but I don't think he did. Because he decided after trying and trying and trying and trying that he was just going to lay down in a little ball oh. and pass out. Is that what he decided to do? Well, that's what he did do. <laughs> and then he passed away. Oh, wow. Yes. So they're not sure how long he was trying to climb out or if he was or how what happened. So he's, he's, he exhausted himself. Pretty much exhausted himself to the point where he laid down and then maybe the cold took him. Yeah, because you got to think, I mean, it's, it's freezing four, four degrees, he's yeah. wet. If you fall asleep, you're dead. Wow. So, so nine months. Oh, so yeah. So it's probably, what is it? I think a couple of days after that, he gets um, announced missing by his wife. I think his wife and kids were used to him just pissing off, obviously, because this had been, what, eight days? He sat at one camp. So it has been about 10 days, probably two weeks. So, um, and it was the 24th of um, November, too. So, yeah. In 24th of November, that'd be, what, nearly middle of winter or yeah, start of winter? it would have to be. Oh, well, it's in Russia anyway, in the mountains. It'd be freezing cold. Um, yeah, so they, he has been announced missing. Nine months later, when it's actual proper time to probably be climbing, um, a group of climbers go to Velvina Cave. And when they rock up, they realise there's still a rope left attached to the outside, as if somebody's in the cave, which is a no-no. Like, usually there are people that will come and you've got ropes that will be attached and they'll radio and all that sort of stuff. You don't just leave a rope there for anyone to climb down. So they get a bit worried. And they climb. They climb down into the um, into the hole, <coughs> to the Volvena Cave. Sorry. <coughs> As they're going down, they're seeing bits of gear. So at Camp Three Eighty, he'd left a pair of shoes that had gone mouldy, mm. and they got a bit worried. There's also some other gear there, some other ropes that you obviously didn't need. Um, they go back down to Camp Six Hundred. There's some more gear there. They can see that he'd stayed there. Um, so they get really worried. They think someone might be stuck in the cave. They travel down to one thousand one hundred meters, and they find him. They find his dead body. Badly decomposed, but still there. And they think it's a murder for the fact... Oh. Well, he's got no gear. They're professional climbers. And by looking at him, he's 1.1Ks under the earth. They're coming across this dude, curled in a ball. Yeah, this looks a bit sus. Still on his rope, still connected. Mm. Yeah, so they didn't know what had happened. Um, so they go through his phone. And they're deciding to like go into his phone, find out who he is maybe, or whatever... And on this phone, his phone, and in a notebook, they find a plan for a one-year expedition travelling down to the bottom. That's obviously why he stayed for eight days at that camp. Ah. And just sort of the dawned on me. thickens, and yeah. sort of dawned on me. But yeah, he was planning on a year. Wow. Spending a year going down to the bottom and coming back up with no, nowhere near enough gear. A year? Yeah. Nowhere near enough food The plan, either. yeah, he had a written down plan for a year. And he also had two printouts of the cave system just off the internet. And he had his phone and notes on his phone. So he must have had battery bank, power banks and all that sort of stuff. 
but yeah. Wow. Mm, pretty insane. Sounds very unprepared. Very unprepared. Or maybe maybe very he was silly. testing the waters before he did his year trek or something. Could have been something like that. Staying maybe. down there for a few, like, for yeah. a couple of Well, they didn't mention how much gear and all food and all that sort of stuff they found. But, um, yeah. So he didn't make it. Hmm, unfortunate. Um, and so then after that, they let his wife and all that know. And his wife wants the body to be removed. And it's sort of not good for the cave system anyway to have a body decomposing all those gases. So now comes them having to get the body out of the cave. So a team of 27 cavers decide to do this feat. So a lot of them go down there. They have to chip out some rock at some point to try and get it through. They go down with a stretcher. But they realise there's no way they're going to get him out of the stretcher. So give the wife another call. And um, the decision is made to chop him up. So they had to send down pretty much just cavers because not many people can get down there. So these blokes had to go down there. Surely there's a butcher caver. <laughs> I'll be right. I'll take me cleaver down. Yeah. So they chop him up into 10 bits. Wow. Put him into 10 different bags. It takes, and each, there's one caver for one bag. It takes them four days to get him back out of the cave. And then he can be laid to rest and That's all that hectic. sort of stuff. Yeah, right. So yeah, that was the tale of Sergei Kosiv. Sergey. This is very sad. He had a wife and kids that lost him, but it's also very, very silly. Yeah, it's a little bit of a self. Uh, yeah, he sounded like he might have. Um, self infliction. Self inflicted and thought he. Yeah, thought he was a bit better than he was, I think. Yeah. Poor old Sergey. Like you can run a marathon and climb a mountain. Yeah, but. Doesn't necessarily mean you can disappear no. into a cave for well, a I year. Think it's just. The, <laughs> he probably could have done the whole caving thing easy. He was built like a Nox thing. He's this huge, big... Just like a... When you think of a big Russian tough dude, he looks like a big Russian tough Oh, dude. is that stereotype? Big, long face, square. <laughs> he just looks square. A square guy. But he'd only caved twice. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't have the knowledge... You'd be a veteran. Dealer, you can be as tough as you want and as fit as you want, but if you've got no idea of what you're doing... That's the moral of the story. Exactly. If you're not a veteran, mm. maybe become one first. Especially when you're hitting... Um, the deepest cave in the world. Yeah. That's also like the highest level you have to be to cave in it. So, I mean, I, I guess everyone could probably be a little bit like that in their own way. Like, I'm not a, I was never a runner. Mm-hmm. I remember the story how I, I ran to the airport and back up at work, and that yeah, was like 14Ks right. from not being a runner. Yeah. And I nearly freaking died. Like, well, you melted <laughs> your muscles and your legs too, pretty much. So, so that it's just a different In your level. head, though, in your head, you're like, yeah, I can do that. Mm. I can do that. Yeah. And you do it, and then you realise probably two thirds of the way through it, you're yeah, like, to the, Hang le- on. to the level of like climbing down a hole. Oh, 1. no, 1. no, of course. One K's under the earth. No, that's extreme, but I'm just saying everyone probably feels like they can do those things. Yeah, true. And you some might even give it a go. And then... So at the bottom of Velvena Cave, also, this is just a little offside thing that I learned. Like the offside <clears> country. It's pretty much these big wells of water. And there are actually people that go in there and suit up with their diving gear and then dive deeper into these wells to try and find other tunnels other tunnels they know it goes deeper than it does and there's dudes that are diving that deep into there just trying to find other little tunnels and squeeze through and scary stuff sounds just like it's right up your alley mate yeah yeah that's exactly what you want to get into eh Mm, (laughs) nah nah storm chasing I'll get into storm chasing oh you want to be a storm chaser damn right Follow those twisters around. It's my dream. I'd love that. Get in one of those big armoured cars. I press a button and it goes... 
lowest to the ground. <laughs> Sucks to the ground. Yeah, it's going to suck to the ground so nothing can get under it. Yeah. All the cows fly around you. All the cows fly past. You hit the button a little bit, those orbs out. And then you quickly like get out and get a bit of milk for your coffee. Yeah, no, you've got to get on the computer and you've got to go, whoa. No, as the cow flies past, I mean, <laughs> down the window, quick bit of milk. Yeah, then old Jed and his truck goes by. He's like, um, so what have you got for me, mate? I want to hear about this. I've been thinking about it while I've been telling my story. Have you? Yeah. You've, you've had that on your mind while yep. you've been telling you my your story to yes, me. Yes, I have. It's craft world. I've got, a, I've got two... Yeah. You've no. got some focus going on there. Yeah, dude. So Japan. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, 2008. Ooh. So a bit further back than mine. A little bit further back, yeah. I was quite happy when I found out mine was a recenty. Yeah, I like recent stories, but... A lot of stories get forgotten quite easy. They do. Especially if they don't really get blown out of proportion on the media and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes serious things, they still get washed away. Yeah. See, I'm annoyed I hadn't heard about Sergei. That's quite interesting. I, I'm actually annoyed that I hadn't heard about the deepest cave in the world already. <laughs> Why is it that on the fucking news? I anymore? didn't even know that. I yeah. thought the deepest cave in the world would have been, I suppose it's not a cave, the Marina Trench, which is a canyon, I guess. Uh, yeah, not underwater. a cave. Yeah. I mean, it's probably got cavernous parts. Well, the Mariana Trench is the same. It's a little bit um, bigger than the Everest is. It's deeper than the Everest is tall. That's right, yes. I reckon there's there's at least one down there. Or a semi-megalodon. Yeah, it's probably a (laughs) semi-megalodon. Semi-megalodon. Yeah. That's your favourite. That's my England for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hit me with it. Japan, Japan, 2008. Um, In a little town, not really a very big town, maybe... I don't know, I think it had a population of roughly 40,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, Kasuya. Yes. I probably said that wrong. In South Japan. Um, all right, so a man lived in a small apartment by himself. Right? Yes. And he noticed that there was uh, something strange happening in his house. Or in his apartment. How small is his apartment? Like real small, like Japanese style. Yeah, like quite they have small. Like, like, like all not one sort of room. Not the size of a caravan or anything. Yeah, but I've um, seen them. They're usually pretty compact. I think they it had like a separate. Above the I kitchen think this one had shit. a separate bedroom. All right. So maybe one or two bedroom apartment. Okay. Not super tiny, but not that big really in in terms of us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He thought he he was convinced that there was something strange happening in his apartment. Oh, well, what was convincing him of this? So. Um, he, he, he sort of, he discovered that there were, um, there was, there was food going missing from his fridge. Okay. Right? Yeah. So. He's a sleep eater. Well, initially he thought that, um, yeah, he was like sleepwalking and eating the food. He he blamed himself. Maybe he forgot about it and he ate something and it kind of just was was pretty blase about it so oh maybe it's me it's it's obviously me I've done it before yo goes missing from the fridge just like maybe I ate it wasn't me though it was the kids (laughs) well this guy doesn't have kids Ah, I'll just clear that straight away his kids didn't eat his yo goes no they didn't no, that's that's that is disturbing. Sorry, can you tell I had an issue with my yoga going missing during the week? That is a disturbing presence, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. when your yogas go missing out of your more freaking dis- fridge. More disturbing presence when your auntie gives you a severed head for Christmas. <laughs> that's a disturbing present. I think I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting off topic. <laughs> that's not like us. Um, so yeah, he blamed himself. Um, then he sort of considered maybe it was like some some sort of presence in his house. Like, was he? A, like, he must have been a spiritual man. 
Well, I'm assuming so, because mm. he thought, you know, like the ring, like those sort of, the grudge, those but sort of... a real of, hungry ring. Yeah, a hungry ring. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Climbs out of the TV, has a quick snack. <laughs> Gets back in. Gets back in the, the well. long, dripping dark hair. Yeah, that's 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 it. Yep. Nah, so, um, look, after a while, he was kind of calling himself... <laughs> <As> she's getting, <laughs> sorry. As she's getting back in the TV, the donut won't come in the TV. So she's like, no, it's getting stuck. Trying to pull it through the screen. She has to like reach through and take a bite and eat it while she's halfway out of the TV. He's So he sort of decided that maybe there, there must be theft. Like it must be someone like stealing from his house. So in this, in this town where they live, the crime is pretty low. Yep. Um, not near his house. Poverty's pretty like pretty normal. It's not like um, you know like like there's people breaking in or anything. Mm. Normally he's he's leaving his house basically unlocked. Okay. Um, all the time. Um, you probably shouldn't do that if like stuff's going missing from your fridge. Well, that's right. So now he's noticed, and now he's decided he's going to start locking his his doors, front and back door. I'm starting to blame this guy. Now. And all his windows. I'm starting to blame him. He started locking everything up, right? Yeah. Um, he was he was incredibly careful about this, trying to lock everything and making sure that everything was closed. How much have you got to fucking lock? It's a little house. Yeah, lock yeah, your yeah. door and your window. Exactly. That's what he was making sure that he was getting done. Sticking <laughs> <laughs> it off his list. So now little, I'm getting angry at him. Sorry. He, he had like a little task thing on his fridge and he was like, tick it, like door locked, window locked. Done. And that was the list. Yeah. Anyway, um, the food was still going missing. <laughs> now this is a conundrum. This is a proper conundrum. And he's he's starting to wonder. He's starting to like really, really think He's just it's a head scratcher. He's he's sitting there and he's he's scratching a a hole through his skull and he's scratching his brain. Literally scratching his head. Right, so he started looking around for evidence, like the food's he's he's convinced now that it's not (laughs) crumbs? Yes, he's looking for crumbs. He's looking for, for packet anything that could like possibly Tell him that something's going on. Was there something? Was there a favourite? Did it mention what foods were going missing? No, just foods from his fridge and pantry. No. He didn't really define what it was. It was in Japan, so it was sushi and noodles. Probably. But he did notice that, that everything was always clean. Right? Mm-hmm. So, there was no mess. There was no crumbs. No, I'm no fair. couldn't work out what was going on. Um, several months passed without him trying to solve the mystery. Right? Mm, I'm, yeah, this dude's an idiot. Several months passed. Yeah, he's he's kind of given so up. Didn't like you're in Japan. Lots of cameras. Just grab one. That's exactly what happened next. So okay. he decided finally. He's look, looks. This is crazy. I've, I've got lost it. my I've, last Tim Tam. I've, I've had it up to here. <laughs> the Tim Tam's gone. I've had it up the to here. Packet ain't reached. That was my last caramel Tim Tam, you motherfucker. <laughs> one day he went out and bought surveillance cameras, right, which link up to his phone. Yep. So when he's off at work and the house is all locked, he can see on the cameras. If anything's happening, right? Fancy. So he sets it all up and off he goes to work. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so the same day he installs the cameras and he's at work, he gets a little buzz on his phone, right? He picks up his phone <laughs> and he opens up the app which connects the cameras to his phone. Yep. And he sees a person opening the fridge, <laughs> taking out some food. Yeah, right? as, I, as I've, I've thought this all along. Walking over to the couch, mm-hmm. flicks the TV on, and starts eating it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. He realizes it's a woman. Okay. But he can't see her face. He forgot he had a wife. <laughs> <laughs> the 
his whole he's been, time. He's been working night shift for the last <laughs> 10 years and he completely forgot he's about just it. Got a mic. He's just <laughs> Then two kids walked in. And he's like, oh my God, I forgot I had kids as well. <laughs> no, that's not the case. All okay. right. So he decided to call the police. Yep. He's like, there's someone in my house. I'm calling the cops. The cops met him at the house. Um, they discovered that there was no break and enter, obviously. Okay. So all these doors were still locked and his windows are still locked. Um, and they searched the house, every little nook and cranny. And literally the last little spot was one of the pantries. Mm-hmm. And they discovered a woman on the top shelf, tucked away in this pantry. Oh, no right? way. She'd set up a mattress Yeah. in this top shelf, like a really thin mattress. There was literally like enough room just to lay down, not even get up. <laughs> yeah. And there was a whole bunch of like, she had all these plastic water bottles in there, like drinking bottles. And to piss in. No, no, no. So, um, once they obviously got, they got her out. So this woman, it turns out that she was, she was a homeless woman, woman. No, she wasn't. Well, she, she was living technically, in... <laughs> she wasn't. She was a 58-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd never stolen any valuables or any money or anything. No. Um, she'd lived there for a year. Wow. This guy she'd was lived, stupid. She'd lived in this guy's pantry. Oh, my food's going missing. I wonder where my food is. For a whole year. Oh, my fucking pantry keeps sneezing. Right. Oh, I'm going to have to check that. Um... She snuck in one day when he forgot to close the front door. And stayed there. And just never left. Never left for a whole year. lovely. And she showered and used the toilet regularly. So she was like clean. It's like Japanese Little Red Riding Hood. She made it. uh, She didn't get eaten by the bears. She made it. The house is hers. That's pretty much it. She must have been having a ball. So for an entire year, this guy had a lady living in a closet and eating his food. So did he marry her and it's a little big happy story? I'm not sure. I never looked into that. I'd say she probably got arrested and thrown in jail. Maybe. He he probably just said, look, if you want, just you can sleep in my bed and stuff. No. (laughs) No. I haven't noticed you. Just stay in there. Stay there. Just touch my food. You have this side of the fridge. Yeah. I'm going to draw a line. (laughs) And if you touch my Tim Tams again. Or my Yogo. I'm going to samurai fucking sword (laughs) you. So there you go, man. I thought that was a quite interesting little bit of a story from a yeah, uh, fifty-seven-year-old man in in Japan. First thing when I started reading it, I'm like, "This is this guy's wife." He's yeah, completely forgot she lives there. Eh? <laughs> like you said, night shift. <laughs> Just yeah. doesn't even realize. Yeah, oh, but pilot. that's not the case. She literally <clears throat> slept in his, or stayed in his house for like a year. Man, that's really creepy. Hey, he would have felt one like an idiot after that. Hundred percent. But also very violated. Yeah. Uh, at, at some point, like... You'd a sneeze, a cough, a fart. Yeah, exactly. Who, You'd hear something, what? wouldn't you? Uh, oh. oh, maybe it was me. <laughs> I live by myself in all this that, tiny little house. All that food I've been eating. Yeah, yeah. All it's that night food. Coming out the now other I'm, end. Now I'm phantom <laughs> farting. Oh, no. Yeah, no. He's, oh, he's there you go. She deserved to live in his house for that long. Exactly. I agree. She should take boarding rights and just stay there. <laughs> she should have. Kick him out. Boarding rights is an interesting one, hey? Mm. You can just do that. Just stay in a house. A lot of that happened over COVID. Over COVID? Yeah, over COVID. Oh. 
I saw one that happened, I think it was in Texas or something like that. It was this really nice house. It was like a dentist's house. They went somewhere and never came back to their house. Dude just moved in, started doing it, and he had been, no, maybe it wasn't over COVID because he'd been doing it for like seven years or something before <laughs> they found out and came back. And yeah, he was like, no, this house is Who mine. Who doesn't come back to their house for seven years? Rich people, man. Yeah, right. Rich people. But I guess, I guess the also, same. Also, <clears throat> the neighbours had really no idea because he'd been looking after it. And maintaining uh, it, mowing the lawn, house wow. was great, everything was all good. They probably assumed he bought it nah, or he, he was looking in. after I'm pretty it. sure, yeah, I can't remember what it was on. I'm pretty sure they were like, oh, he was a lovely neighbor. <laughs> oh, wow. This dude just moved in, never moved out. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. Get away with it. So there you go. Very good story. Fantastic. A little bit of uh, looking into <laughs> you know, when you go like you're in one of those moods and you're like, mm-hmm. hmm, let me find a, um, a interesting story. Let me story. find a Japanese story about a 57 year old man. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's mm. literally what I typed into Google. <laughs> <laughs> That's what came up. Yeah, and your porn searches are weird. You should see my... <laughs> <laughs> it's next level. So I had another little story. <clears throat> I don't know too much about it, but it freaked me out. It's another little caving one that I just glanced across. You right? love... Your search history on your phone would be caving, <laughs> deep holes. <laughs> yeah. No, it literally is. And food? Food. Yeah, food. My kids got angry at me and, and people fighting. Ah, oh, and that's it. Yeah, because all our YouTube's a loop. Ah, oh, yes, of course. All I see is food and fighting. Yeah, deal that's... with it. <laughs> that's deal life. It. Next, it'll be fighting food. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this dude, they all went caving. Um. They found a big hole. It was. This is in Australia. Maybe Australia, Australia. Yeah, it's a different place. Is that like a sub <laughs> Sub country. Yeah, Australia? it's off the side. It's an offshoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, found a hole never been explored before beautiful big cave ended up getting to like a big dark hole old mates they've all rigged up hammered his shit into the into the wall he's hopped off down the rope and just dunk, disconnected it fell out of the wall and he's just plummeted into this into this hole a few seconds later they've heard a thump him groaning and moaning and all that sort of stuff um, and to get so to get into this cave as well was literally like you're crawling and you're contorting your body like say upside down like into U shapes and like these guys do this for fun like we found a new cave let's go through a tiny little hole they're idiots it's crazy sounds crazy it's scary it's ugh yuck but they, <laughs> this is what they did because <clears throat> these guys guys falling down they finally all get to him down the hole he's snapped his leg oh <clears throat> lovely bones coming out of his leg that's not lovely that's not lovely at all and they're like I think it's just like a few hundred metres underneath the ground through these tight like like in one point it said they had to make their body almost like a U shape and breathe in as far as they could just to get over this little lip through this little bit so very hard so they raise raise alarm bells they um, start trying to hammer him out of the cave and if you're not able bodied this is an unsearched cave this dude they couldn't get him out so they got him on a stretcher they finally get him up to the top he ended up sadly cardiac arresting and dying in that cave but even when they got him to the top, <clears throat> after where they were, he wasn't going to be able to get out. So that's another little warning. You don't go places. Yeah. And, yeah. Take risks. Yeah. Because um, he was literally fucked. From the moment he broke his leg. That's it. He's gone. He's yeah. not able-bodied to get out. If you can't get yourself out in that situation, you, you're not getting out. No, that's right. So that's a lesson. That's a lesson. Don't and also a sad story. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's no good. No. The, there's a lot of people that um, go above and beyond 
when they... <clears throat> if we didn't have these people, though, I suppose we wouldn't find all That's these That's right. They're like things. sacrificial lambs, aren't they? Just got big balls. <laughs> big big balls. Big, huge balls. They've got to uh, walk around with a wheelbarrow in front of them. Yeah. To carry their nuts. You know, there's a guy... I don't know how... I wonder how he got into the cave. You know there's a guy in the world big. that has a nutsack that big? Yes. He actually yep. uses a wheelbarrow. Yes. He also uses... I think it's a jumper or something upside down that, like... Oh, yeah, like, like a little... Like a harness. Um, like a harness. Like around your neck. the weight of it, yeah. Mm. There was also a guy in Germany or Russia that had the world's biggest penis. But that's been stripped from him. Oh, they took it off him. Apparently. Have you seen that, dude, with that huge, big... It's ridiculous. It's not actually his old fella. It's, um... His old fella's pretty normal. It's like a tumour that's grown around the outside. Ah, right. And grown. So, like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so fair no, enough. No longer yeah. holds it anymore. Oh, I'm sure he holds it, but... He no longer holds the record anymore. Because it's technically not... It's just a tumour, mate. It's not your knob. Yeah, Pretty wow. sure that's what they said. Oh, really? Yeah, the Guinness Book of Records called him up and said, it's just a tumour, mate. It's not your knob. No, they flew there with their official's nah. book. <laughs> right? The chick in the suit, the official's up. book, and wrote it and said, this is not a knob. They, <laughs> they had a medal, but they're like, no, you're not having it. <laughs> Sorry, mate, it's a tumour. <laughs> uh, so I don't know who holds it now. <clears throat> Someone... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more than one person. <laughs> Could be. It was that big. But yeah, there was talks of him going and trying to be a porn star, but... That would... It wouldn't work. Yeah. That's that's almost disturbing. Yeah, it's almost hard to think about. Yeah. Moving right along. <laughs> Next. Um, so, uh, we are in the thick of our little uh, episode dirty competition. Yes, we are. Hope you guys are listening to episode 30. Mm. Or episode dirty. Well, you're not at the moment. I hope you're listening to episode thirty-one. At the well, moment. naturally, but I hope you've listened to episode dirty, or would like to listen to it to count how many times we said the word dirty. Yeah. As your entry into our little competition. I don't think I said it as much as you did. I did run it a bit more, I think, because I heard I actually listened to the episode. The I other think I got a dirty mouth. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You were going nuts. I was trying. You were just throwing it out there. I was trying. Yeah. That was good. Well, you, well, you know, we, that, that was the point of I'm it. I'm surprised you haven't just been saying it. I nearly had. Yeah. I actually had to consciously not say it. <laughs> a couple of times when I was... Oh, I was it's like, episode 31. <laughs> 31. There's this dirty old woman living in this guy's house. <laughs> nah, so, uh, yeah, get your, uh, get your entries in. There's yep. um, obviously a couple of runners-up uh, prizes, and there's a prize for a unique answer. Yeah. I've chucked that in there. So if you guys, you know, don't really like... Can't yeah, be... when I was listening back though, there was a couple of times when dirty was said, but it was a little bit muffled under maybe someone talking over somebody else. It definitely counts. It does. Because you it was got said. Them? You got them? Yeah. All right. I'm just hoping you heard them all. I've I've listened to it a so couple of times. So what if we have a situation where someone's like, nah. So what we're going to do yeah. is we're going to term- determine how many times we said it. Yeah, okay. Which is what we've done. So we're just playing guess guess the number. Well, we know the number. <laughs> we know the number. Of course. Yeah, and you'll be able to count it. That's right. Yeah. By listening to the episode. Yeah. Um, if you want to have a stab in the dark, go for it. Yeah. And if you get the number, awesome, that's an entry. Mm-hmm. If you have a unique answer that you want to throw in there to make us crack up, yeah, make someone else laugh. A unique answer. Think it's a great idea. That, that could win you a prize too. It could. Uh, so all of the entries will be randomised for the winner mm-hmm. and the runners-up, and uh, obviously we'll choose a unique answer. Mm-hmm. You know, win yourself some chocolate. 
Yeah. Hundred bucks uh, worth of chocolate. Yeah, our winner gets a hundred dollar gift box from uh, the Margaret Chocolate Trying Company. Trying to fatten you up, you little pigs. Yeah, oh, they're delicious. Mm. They're they're really it's really well, nice. I'm not chocolate. really a chocolate fan. Well, I am. I ate the whole rest of that fucking rocky road though. So you're not I a chocolate fan? Have. I just got hungry. <laughs> I just, yeah, well, it's the more the marshmallow and the nuts. Well, I love some nuts. I know you love a few nuts. I was laying in bed and I was like. I need some nuts in my mouth. That's exactly. So I laid in bed and I put nuts in my mouth. Did you? Ages. For ages. Yeah. I laid down and I watched my phone. Do you like the salted nuts or unsalted nuts? Unsalted. Oh really? Yeah. I thought you would be a salted. And then I put a marshmallow in my mouth every now and then just to swap things up. Okay. So it like melts into this gooey. Yeah. Like sticky nuts. Oh yum, sticky nuts. Yeah. That's how I like to have my chocolate when I do have it, but it's mainly nuts and marshmallows. Well, if you have a unique answer for us, you're going to win yourself a slab of Rocky Road. Yeah. That's Sorry the, for uh, clearing my throat so much, guys. Stop, you know, stop clearing your throat, man. Okay. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Get your entries in. Um, mm-hmm. We uh, still haven't put a um, message in a bottle yet. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Sorry, before, but before we move on. people won't know that because... I think I did mention, but the, uh, the winners will be announced next episode in episode 32. Yeah. All right. So get your entries in. We will announce on the uh, podcast and I'll put a post up on our socials, the winners. Yes. Then you guys need to will. get in contact. Or we'll get in contact with you so we can send it your way. Uh-huh. All right. Also, awesome. we just watched the start of the Jackass movie. We did. Jackass Forever. Which we've talked about a bit already before. Man, that... What did you reckon? It's freaking hilarious. It's yeah. typical jackass. But it's just good humor. They're matured. Yeah. They've matured. Um, it's good to see a few new faces. Mm-hmm. And it's still funny. Yeah. It's still funny. Yeah. It's, it's like just good old comedy. Slapstick. People getting hurt. It's And balls and dicks. That's great. the formula <clears throat> that they started with, and it still works. Yeah. All these years Definitely. later. What did they say? 20 years after the first one. Well, the first... No, yeah. It is 20 years after the first one. There you go. Because they did like 10 years after was the last one they mm-hmm. did. Jackass 3. three. Yeah. And then now Jackass Forever. Wow, 10 years later. Yeah. Why did it take them so long? Um, A lot of shit's happened. Ryan Dunn died, remember? Yeah, that's true. And old Bam's not doing too well. No. Have you seen any of He looks like he's old man, doesn't he? Yeah, big time. And I watched a Dr. Phil. He was on Dr. Phil. Oh, was his he? His mum and his ex-wife. Well, I don't know if she was at the time. He's not in a good shape. Yeah, right. He just started, like, blaming his mum, and he's just a spoiled little kid. Yeah, that's... Well, that's, really he's always been like that. Yeah. He's always yeah. been like that. But it's got to the point where now he's a 45-year-old... Spoiled adult. Spoiled adult that thinks he's a kid. <laughs> like, it's it's horrible. It's sad to watch, really. Yeah, okay. But, um... Well, shout out to the good days, mate. Yeah. Days when, uh... Did you ever watch, uh, Viva La Bam? Yep. God, that was a good show. All of those shows. That was were, fucking that was, that was our era of like yeah. MTV, all that sort of stuff that come and went. Baby LeBan was one of my favourites. Was it? Yep. Loved it. I watched him recently skate again. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And he, he was trying stacked, to. He, he crashed a lot. Yeah. Stacked it a lot. I mean, he's a lot bigger. It's hard to skate when you're a bit bigger. Yeah. All Which, that, that centre of gravity is a little bit... Shifted, hasn't it? Shifted a bit. Mm. Balance. Yes. Um, Speaking of balance, we went for a bit of an ice skate the other day. Oh, I still haven't ice skated in my whole life. Well, you need to. So, I don't know if you have done ice skating before, the audience. Um, it's like rollerblading. No, we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer I was hoping. Yeah. Um, it's like rollerblading. It's freezing cold, and yeah. obviously you're on blades. And you can cut people's throats with your feet. You can. Can you? Did you do it? Yeah. 
There was Wicked. so many dead people there. Did Mainly like, because I fell over and I was helicoptering down and an tripping ice, and slice skating slicing. dancing move where you're just spinning, pirouetting on one leg and one blade's out and you're just chopping heads. How were you there? No, but that's exactly oh. what I'd do. Yeah, that's what I did. Like blade the Everybody movie. Everybody died. I'm picturing Except my kids. I'm picturing the first blade movie. We're right at the start and they're in the club. Oh, and, and he has the, t- has the two starts, swords. And it starts raining blood. And he's like spinning around. Yeah, sort of. But I'm just picturing just blood everywhere. Yeah, so the white snow or the white ice yeah, yeah, turned yeah. red. Yeah, well, it was a big white room. Pretty sure they were in an old slaughterhouse. Because that was a good movie. Blade. Yeah. Yeah, the the Blades were pretty Blade, good. Blade, great movie. Face Off. Mm. The Rock. Actually, I just started thinking about how much I like Nicolas Cage. Oh. Mm. So I've hit him up and he might be replacing you next week. Oh, sweet. Fingers crossed. That's the go. I can go practice my ice skating yeah, and cut and, some more heads off. Me and KG are going to talk about the good old days. Oh, yeah? We're going to talk about The Rock. What are you going to name it? Um, You're going to have to change the name. Yeah, I'm just going to call it Nick Cage. <laughs> Sorry, name my lucky parachute. Oh, really? Nick Cage. Nick yeah. Cage. The Nick Cage podcast. The Nick <clears throat> Cage podcast. Talk about Face Off. Okay. Talk about The Rock. Talk about yeah. Con Air. Yeah. All these movies. All the greats. And I've got a... They were within... Are you going to talk about the Croods? No. Why? We're not going to talk about It's a classic. That. We're not going to talk about that one. <laughs> I think he'll want to talk Another about that one. Another one I really enjoyed was Snake Eyes. Hmm. He's done some rippers. What about Ghost... Uh, Ghost Runner? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that was a good one. Where it was a like... bit lame, but it was good. <laughs> Nick Cage, too, he does lame good. Lame good. Yeah, he does lame good. Okay. He might be up there with my favourite... One of my... Probably my favourite actor. I think. Really? Mm. If I think about it, yeah. I'm going to actually, I'm going to put it out there right now. Nicolas Cage is my favourite actor. Oh. And he's taking over your job next week. Oh, sweet. So fuck off. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> no, nah, seriously though, Nick, if you're listening. <laughs> he's probably sitting next to Joe Rogan right now going, have you heard these guys? No, nah, he wouldn't get along with Joe. I reckon he would. Would he? Sure. Joe's not smart enough. Doesn't matter. He said some smack shit about Australia. That's fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, last week, I spoke about a dirty tank collapse. Yeah. At my, at my have they call, Have they called you up and told you to shut your mouth? Not yet, because I haven't told the story that they told oh, me to keep okay. my mouth shut about. But I thought they might be scaring you off already. You haven't seen any lasers um, coming through your not windows? Yet, not yet. No? But I thought I'd bring... I did say I was going to tell the other story. Your cat hasn't come in with a note attached to it? Not yet. No? But I'm going to tell it now. And we'll see what happens. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, so back down south, the mine site I'm going to keep unnamed for the for the purpose of this podcast. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to spill it. Oh, yeah? It was the Down South Mining Company, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, I'm on, on uh, supervisor duties. Big dog. Yep. And there was a shutdown happening at the time. So every three months, um, there's a certain part of uh, the plant, which is quite intense, high pressure vessels have to get closed down, cleaned, inside, inspected, repaired, whatever, every three months. Mm-hmm. So it was usually like a late running, um, I mean, it was 12 hour days, but sometimes I'd be there for a little bit longer to pass over the night shift, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some work going on across at the, at the atmospheric tanks, the same area that that tank collapsed from my last week's story. So the atmospheric tank is the same tank we were talking about last week? Yes. Okay. The AL tanks. So filled with, filled with acid and bricks. And yes, bricks and hot. degrees. Yep, that's the one. Yep. Um, so there was uh, one or maybe two tanks over there that were, um, that were turned off, right? And 
um, there was there was a process happening at the time while the shutdown was happening to turn them back on. So basically to re refill them. So there was one dude standing in front of a switch going. Oh, no, not really. Oh, he was chittering maybe. a little bit. He was like talking to yeah, himself. Yeah, <laughs> He was ready. Ready, say go. <laughs> nah, so um, they've got kind of like massive um, propellers inside them, like like, like stirrers, a mixing, mixing, mixing like a yep. giant bar mixer. Um, so obviously they were off. Everything was off. Um, there's certain tanks that we that we were trying that were trying to turn back on still had some product in the very bottom. They were supposed to be cleaned out, as far as I'm aware, mm-hmm. and they weren't. So anyway, I'm they're they're filling up, right? I didn't know that because that wasn't part of my job, but it was hap- That was one of the happenings of the day. Okay. Um, you know, like I said, out of my, I'm not even part of it. It's just going on. Um, they were filling up. Um, I was standing on top of one of these um, like vessels that was shut down, mm-hmm. probably maybe 150 meters away, I guess, on like the top level. So I'm probably almost equal with the top of the tanks that were filling up. Yep. And um, yeah, the sun's going down. Um, the night shift's starting. All the lights are come on. It's sort of pretty normal, pretty bog standard day. I'm um, going over a few things with supervisors from other crews on top of this big tank I was standing on. And as I was I was kind of looking towards the tanks uh, while I was talking to these guys, so I was already facing that direction, and I saw an operator walking around the lids. Like, they've got walkways around, like, these are... Uh, I guess they're like a big kind of, like, dome-shaped fiberglass lid yep. on all these tanks, and he was walking around the, the walkway, like, metal walkway on the outside of the tank. He's walked around one. He's kind of gone across a little walkway. He's walking around the next one. And all of a sudden, I could hear this like... It wasn't like... It was kind of like a hiss. Like hissing. Yeah. And I'm... Because the the shutdown's happening. So I'm thinking something's happening below or further across. Yeah, someone's releasing a valve. Yeah, like a valve or something. It was pretty normal noise, to be honest. But it was coming from those tanks, which is unusual. And then all of a sudden... As I've kind of looked over to kind of figure out, I guess, where the noise is coming from, expecting to see like an air valve, like bleeding or, or steam coming up something. Yeah. Um, this guy has has just like kind of started to pick up the pace real quick because you could hear something. So as <laughs> as he started moving, yeah, so standing there. As he started moving, the freaking fiberglass tank lead. We're talking like 10, 10 meter diameter, maybe bigger. Yeah. Exploded. Oh dear. Right. So, so that, that hissing was a lot of pressure. Yeah. So it wasn't like it wasn't like um like a bomb where it's instant and like oh, the guys vaporized. Yeah. It was yep. kind of like an overflow. Like yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think you know. Remember that when we were in high school and mm-hmm. we had the little the little film canisters, filled it up with and you, Yep, and, and, and you shake up. them and they go boop, and the lid pops and it all bubbles out. Yeah. So think of that, but on a huge scale with acid, with hot acid, hot like mud. Um, so this Ooh. guy, he could obviously hear it happening. Yeah. And he's that's what he was why he was moving because he was yeah, he was yeah, trying he to get out of his life. So, the tanks join kind of in the center. Like the bridges to the next tank. Yeah, like a ring of walkways. A ring of walkways. So what he just he he did was he stood up on the top, like literally climbed up the rail and jumped across Ooh. to the next tank. Holy crap! So he probably jumped like maybe two meters. 
Yeah. But, but he's, he's 20 metres up. Yeah. And he cleared, he made it to the other tank and ran and yeah. got away from it as this tank was, was spewing, like, it just Absolutely. erupted. It, it, it yeah. was like a volcano. And wow, shit man. just went everywhere. It was like another, you know, half a million litres or whatever of this hot, slurry crap. Sounds like he was lucky. He was a sprightly lad. He was freaking lucky, man. Like, literally, if he if he hadn't if he hadn't have jumped, he probably he would have got covered in this in the stuff. I'd I'd say it'd probably definitely be burns. Oh May, yeah. Maybe not have died, but I was probably get sick and be very probably more so. Skin. He might have got washed <laughs> off mm. because and the, then you're dead. Yeah, that's exactly you're not right. surviving twenty meters. So I literally saw like a near death. I guess, experience. That's pretty close. And, uh... You were told to shut your mouth. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, because of social media. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. biggest thing. Anything that happens on mine sites, if you get your phone out and start taking photos of account or anything... Yeah. Big, you can get fined, like, proper ma- massive wow. fines. So I was obviously told to hush. All of us who were on that top thing witnessed it. Yep. Anyone else that was kind of, you know, on an elevated point witnessed it. So how did you get told to hush? Was it the big meeting where they just sort of stood well, there and... No, I was actually standing next to one of the, the main bosses oh, okay. of the site with the other supervisor discussing the shutdown. And he stuck a... He pen. kind of... He didn't say... He didn't say like, you know, hush about this. Don't go, you know. He didn't look at you. Pull Don't out go a, tell pull out anyone gun. what just happened. Pull out a snub no, no, nose, nose like revolver that. and put it to your head <laughs> and said, are you going to talk? For starters, I'll give him his dues because he was straight on the radio, straight to emergency, like, bang on. And then he kind of, he said to us, like, call you guys, make sure everyone's out of the area, following protocol. And as he's walked off, he's looked back and said, this never happened. Zip it. (laughs) (laughs) I got a whole bag of zip it right here. No, so pretty much, um, he he sort of made it clear that we, you know, don't take photos because supervisors were allowed to have phones for emergency purposes, all these other things, and and straight away, don't take photos, don't whatever, whatever. Surprised they haven't smashed all your cameras out of your phone. I think within the hour there was a meeting with you know all of us, and it was highlighted there. That obviously, yeah. we can't get this out. So would, was it like? I'm just sorry. I'm just thinking like, um, what's it? <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> it could be something bad, right? <laughs> no, no, it's all right. Yeah, don't worry. Um, so yeah, anyway, um, the Department of uh, Mining and Petroleum stepped in. To investigate. Yep. Um, so Did I might get a payout, you reckon? I th- I'm not 100% sure. I don't know the details of, pretty of the outcome. I'd say he probably did, but I can't. I don't know the details. Got a contract so for sure. long jump. I'm pretty sure he didn't want to work there anymore. Nah, <laughs> probably not, hey. After that, I'm pretty certain he moved on. Um, I would have when they said now nah, just don't talk about this I would have said <laughs> okay <fella>. yeah <laughs> let's sit down and have a little chat yeah exactly they probably pushed him in the fucking thing um, possibly he probably said give me two mil and they said nah nah this is Sparta <laughs> <laughs> this is a big spider kick yeah straight into the tank <laughs> um so they discovered that the reason why it happened is because there was already product in the bottom of the tank um when they added the right mixture Bike again. Up. It was like double the amount, which caused it to react and obviously explode like a like a soda bomb, basically. So that was pretty dumb. Yes, very dumb. Yeah. Uh, human error. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, yeah, they always happen. So yeah, that was not that. for long though, because the machines are going to take over. I'm probably. I, I really hope I don't get in trouble for this, but they did specifically tell us not to talk about this. I hope you do. Same, actually. Fuck it. Well, it doesn't really matter anyway. I had an interview. Nick Cage next week. Probably for an hour about 
everything you could possibly think of to do with everything that was happening on the mine that day. Like ask you where you were live, what you were allergic to. Basically, uh, are you allergic to nuts? And what's I'm your, like, what's your butt type? What sort of nuts? <laughs> <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. It was pretty full on, man. It was pretty hectic. I could imagine. Um, you, you probably thought you were about to see somebody die. Yes, right? that's exactly that was like, what was damn. going through my head. I think to, out Next of every, time. out of all of us that were standing there, I was probably looking at it firsthand. Yeah, and not until the explode, like it made the noise that if everyone had it got turned. Covered in acid and just started melting. You would have taken a video, wouldn't you? Maybe. Maybe you would have watched. Not for long. You would have. <laughs> it's hard to say it's You're hard to say when those things happen no, I wouldn't have watched either nah, nah it's pretty hectic man there's there's lots of yucky stuff in those mines alright so those that's those mines um, look be careful if you work on them yeah I know a lot of you lads uh, that I still know work on them um, freaking be careful man yeah be careful caving as well go get a job on a farm and just like fucking yep. feed cows and shit if you're Russian and you like mountaineering don't go caving. Just go mountain. Just go <laughs> just mount, stick to just mountains. Go stick to mountains. Well, that's been Lucky Parachute. It has been. I've been Aaron. I've been Jai. And uh, love you and appreciate you. And hit us up at www.luckyparachute.com. Get onto our socials, people. Follow, like, share. Do it all. Get it out there. Catch you. Love you. Bye. Good luck in the competition. Bye.